ladies and gentlemen. So much is happening in the studio right now. First, you're listening to the Drew Marshall Show. Secondly, all of us are salivating yes. and slurring our words because of Tim's shortbread cookies. Not mine. No, I will not take any credit for them. Not because they're bad, but because they're incredible. What's inside them again? Uh, Excellent. Toblerone. <laughs> Toblerone. Toblerone bars. Well, uh, we're about to move on to one of my favorite guests of all time, actually. I kind of like this guy. We had lunch at some deli down in Hollywood. Nate Nell's Deli. Larry King's Deli. It should just be called Larry King's Deli. Is it actually his or is it just where he hangs? That's where he hangs. All right. It's also where Stephen hangs. Okay. But before we invite Stephen onto the show, I want to introduce a gentleman who will hijack everything from this point forward. His name is Humble Howard Glassman. He is a Toronto radio personality. He's a comedian. And he is a legendary half-member of the Humble and Fred Radio Show. HumbleandFredRadio.com. You know, I got a different uh, beginning today. I just want to say this, and this is an all... Because after this, it's just going to get weird. Yeah, yeah. But I got to tell you yeah. how much I appreciate... Uh, being friends with you and and this young lady over here. Yes, <laughs> thank you, thank you, dear. You know, I I, I actually wrecked that. What? Because I, I was going all sincere, but I I do appreciate you guys inviting me in, and what a wonderful fellowship to have fellowship. Yes, with two of my favorite. Should we pass bread and juice? Of the, my favorite of the man Jesus your, lovers. Your people killed. Oi! Wow. Hey. You know, it's, it's funny because I do this joke now about how growing up in Moose Jaw was tough being the only Jewish guy. Yeah. It was like, you know, people were like, hey, like, how's it going, Glassman? And we hear you, you killed Jesus, eh? And that was like my grade six teacher. <laughs> 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 and then the kids are like, we hear you killed Jesus. I'm like, I've never even been out of town. <laughs> <laughs> but back to my sincere opening, I, I thank yes. you for, I really do appreciate our friendship and uh, happiest of the holiday season. And I hope that Jesus is born for you. Really? Do you know Stephen Tobolowski? I don't. He is a fascinating human being. He would make a great guest on the Humble and Fred radio show. Stephen Tobolowski has appeared in over 200 movies and television shows and is probably best known for playing um, this guy, uh, Ned Ryerson, in a little movie called uh, Groundhog Day. Have a listen. It is so good to see you. Uh, what are you doing for dinner? Uh, something else. It's been great seeing you, Needlehead. Needlehead. Take care. And watch out. <laughs> watch out for that first step. It's a doozy. Oh, we've been saying that stupid line all day. He must get tired of people saying that to his face. It's just why we're saying it to him while he's on hold. Uh, Sammy Jenkins in Memento. Uh, Warner Brandis in Sneakers. Happy Chapman in Garfield. And Mr. Bates in Freaky Friday. And on television... Stephen Tobolowski has played Tor Eklund on Seinfeld, Hugo Jerry on Deadwood, Bob Bishop on Heroes, and was seen as uh, Sandy Ryerson on Glee, Stu Beggs on Californication, and Alan Dolphin big time in Hollywood, Florida. It goes on and on and on, folks. And uh, he's become a bit of a friend of our show, and he's just that kind of guy. Stephen Tobolowski, let's have a big round of applause yeah! for the one and only Stephen Tobolowski. Young man, longest Thank intro you. you've Thank ever you had, probably, so right? Hey, longest intro ever. <laughs> no, but it, it it was really sweet. I I, uh, I, I especially liked uh, the bit about all those. You, you know how all of our passwords are usually dead animals. <laughs> you know, not not intentionally, but you know, we usually do our passwords after our pet. Yeah. Then our pet passes on. Yeah. But we still use the password of our dead cat or dog. It's kind of the same thing with the resume. 
is <laughs> yeah, the roles are dead, gone, dead. You know that they're, they're they're gone forever. Yeah, uh, no one will remember them really. Oh, stop, stop! My password. Oh, come on. Listen, Stephen. Um, Nate Nels. When was the last time you yeah. were at that deli that we had lunch uh, in uh, so many years ago? Yeah, that was the last. That was the last time. I don't go to Nate Nels. I only went to Nate Nels because you were there. Oh, really? You did a little tourism schmoozing for me. Thank you so much. Well, well that's where you were was in Beverly Hills. That's right. where, like, all the rich people hang out. I live on the other side of the hill. <laughs> But Night Nows is like a, an institution. It's 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 very famous. Yes, very. Like everybody hangs out there. Hey, listen, did you go to uh, did you go to Temple this morning? I did not. <gasps> did I just throw you onto the bus? Oh, I'm so. No, not at all. No, I, I got in. I got in late last night from Seattle. Right. And uh, so this morning, hey, what is the Shabbat? You know, the the idea of Shabbat is rest. Of course, it's also not talking on electronic devices, which I'm doing. But what we do is sometimes there there are some lines in the Talmud that, you know, I always try to grasp whenever I, I don't go to services or I slip and fall in terms of my Jewish observation. And that is in the Talmud, it says, this was after the fall of the temple and the diaspora, that we must learn to pray on the road. And that's what I was doing this morning. I, uh, we were gone. My wife and I were gone to Seattle. We did celebrate Hanukkah while we were in Seattle. Celebrated Hanukkah last night in our home, but this morning we had to reconstruct our home uh, for, from our departure. You know, there was cat litter everywhere. We we had to pull in all of the mail, and and we were just reestablishing our home, which I think is a very important part of Shabbat. Um, you know, I've I've had on this Hanukkah show, I've had a number of different Jewish people on the show, and um, and some people are kind of I don't know practicing, and some people are not so much practicing. What's your experience, Stephen Tobolowsky, when it comes to um, Hollywood uh, Jews? Uh, because we always hear, oh well, the Jews and they run Hollywood and the whole thing. But I mean, do, are they taking the faith seriously? Is it just like every other religion or? faith system out there where some do, some don't, or is there kind of a an anomaly in Hollywood where people are more Jewish? Oh, I, I think it's, it's some do and some don't, and a lot of ones who do, like we do in our family, you know, we, we try to go to synagogue, you know, whenever we can when we're in town. We went to we were on the road during Rosh Hashanah, the High Holy Day, so we went to a synagogue in Argo, North Dakota, in which there were 10 people in the synagogue, and uh, 40 showed up for Rosh Hashanah, the High Holy Day. Hmm. So, you know, we do the best we can. But I have a feeling, I, I have a feeling that studying Judaism and being active in Judaism takes time. And I believe not just in show business, people don't have time. People don't have time in show business. But I think in a lot of businesses, it's very difficult to find people who are observant, who weren't observant when they were children, and are just carrying on the traditions of the past. Uh, my wife and I are kind of an anomaly, right. because I really came back to Judaism in my 40s when I was in show business and started studying it again for serious. And Anne converted to Judaism about 10 years ago, 
And uh, I don't know if, if you guys know the old joke, you never marry a shiksa. Do you know that joke? I, no, I don't. Well, the idea is, of course, when, when you marry a, a woman who's not Jewish and she converts to Judaism, look out. <laughs> because now you're going to be more observant than you ever were before, because she's going to take it seriously. Right. So, you know, Anne and I have been studying Hebrew for 10 years. We, we go to Torah classes. We study the Talmud. We, we do all this stuff, but we are an anomaly. Hmm. I would say, I know, for example, Larry Miller, great writer and uh, actor, comedian. He's very observant. Right. Uh, he, he was pretty much orthodox. Uh, Paul Reiser, I know, is observant. I know that they have a synagogue in Santa Monica with all kind of uh, Sasha Baron Cohen and... Uh, Natalie Portman, and, and kind of big-name people that kind of go there every so often. And I think it's not really the heavy-duty services, but I think it's kind of, hey, you know, you learn to pray on the road. And uh, they have, you know, they do what they can do, and whatever means something to them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I was chatting with you just briefly a couple of days ago about uh, Rabbi Stephen Leder, who was at Wilshire uh, Temple. Is that the same temple you, you were talking about? Because we just had Rabbi Leder on the show, and apparently there's a bunch of, you know, big wigs that go to his uh, joint. It's probably not, yeah, the, it's, not the right term. Yeah, his, his temple is a huge deal, and that's really the uh, center of old Los Angeles, kind of not to Beverly Hills and not to downtown, but it's on Wilshire Boulevard, and right now it's in a very odd area to get to, but I believe I am I'm correct that when Entourage shot the famous episode of Ari and all the people in Temple for Yom Kippur with a big deal going down for the boys, you're not supposed to have your cell phone. And I believe the episode was about them trying to make the deal during Yom Kippur services without their wives knowing that they'd snuck their cell phones in. And I believe that took place at the Wilshire Synagogue, I'm thinking. Okay. But that's a huge, <clears throat> special place. I want to introduce a friend of mine who's sitting beside me. He's my he's my only Jewish friend. Closest Jewish uh, friend in the world. Closest Jewish friend in the world. His name is Humble Howard Glassman. And uh, Humble, this is this is uh, Stephen Tobolowsky. Humble? Stephen, what a pleasure to meet you. I have a question, if you don't mind. Um, why is Drew Marshall's show different than all other shows? Oh, stop. Manishtana, <laughs> Halila, Hazel. <laughs> Sorry, Stephen. Uh, I'm a, I'm well, a... Drew Marshall's show is different for two big reasons. Oh. Yes. One is he's the only entertaining guy I know that, that really regularly talks about spiritual issues. But two, he's the only man out of many who have interviewed me that opened his first interview with asking about my cats. Thank and you. And that is, that was so enormously cool. Thank yeah, you. He is a cool guy. And I'll tell you what, as a uh, non-observant uh, Jewish man from the prairies, uh, I will say this, that, you know, I hear a different tone when you're talking to Stephen, because when he's talking to me, Stephen, he is a foul, oh, Jew-hating, anti-Semitic. Stop it. It's unbelievable. I, and I, I feel bad, sir, that you are being duped by this former <laughs> minister, man of God, and I, uh, I will private message you later and tell you to. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. He's, uh, he knows his stuff. 
Yeah, but uh, humble Howard. Yes, un- right under the bus is where I'm sitting right now. I'll just step back until it's yeah, my turn. I, I, I just felt the wheels go up <laughs> all the way here That's in Los Angeles. No, he's a wonderful one. Listen, I began the whole program by telling him how grateful I was to have him as a friend, and and uh, my buddy Tim as well, and and how lovely to have made your acquaintance. Uh, Stephen, I want to get right into your book, My Adventures with God. Uh, that was released. It was supposed to be released 15, but did it not just get released recently? Uh, it was released this year. It, was, yeah, it was released in April of 2017, and uh, I've been kind of doing the book tour all over uh, these here United States uh, for the last, I guess, three months. I've been to about 31 different cities doing talks about it. Went, just came and did some press in New York. So it, it's an ongoing thing. Uh, but yeah. It, it's been a lot of fun. What now? When people are interviewing you about about your book, My Adventures with God, do they come out to? Uh, what do they say? They're coming to you and they're saying, "Look, hey, this part of the book really got me. This part of the book made me laugh. This part of the book just made me really think." What What is resonating with people out there about your book? It, it's amazing, and and maybe people in your audience or you when you wrote true stories which is what I do. I write true stories from my life. What tends to happen is right. that people hear the little bit in the story that they recognize is so damn weird that they know it's true, and they hear it as their story. Right. And so wherever I go, there, there was a, some stories from Canada, from when I was working in Toronto about the prayer called the Shema, and a lot of people responded to my story about the shaman wandering through Toronto looking for a laundromat with a armful of, of dirty laundry, and and other people responded to uh, hey here's a, here's a weird one here's a uh, other people responded to the stories in the Exodus section of the book the book has, the stories are kind of laid up according to the books of Moses, as sort of an artificial conceit. And so in the Exodus section of the book, it's like my college days and rock and roll days. Uh, we have the story, uh, I, I don't know if your audience is, I don't know if many people have heard this story. Uh, so when I was in, you, know, you first came out to Los Angeles, we're talking the 1970s. It was hopeless to try to become an actor. And I have stories in the book about at that age in your life, you mistake ambition, pursuing ambition for pursuing truth, Hmm. right? And you feel like this feels so right, I have to make my life happen. And so we were sitting around drinking beer around midnight, and I think, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write a song for Willie Nelson. I mean, he's popular now, isn't he? And and my friend said, sure, write the song for Dan Willie Nelson. That's great. So at that night, I sat at the piano, wrote a song for Willie Nelson. My friend who was there drinking beer also, she had a great voice. She sang it. We put it on a cassette tape. And then my girlfriend, Beth, at the time, and by the way, the story's in the book, at least most of it. My friend Beth at the time said, well, where are you going to send it? And I said, uh, Willie Nelson, Austin, Texas. I mean, he's such a popular guy. I'm sure this happens at the post office all the time. And the next day, I take my cassette, 
put it in the mailbox with tons of stamps on it, and send it to Willie Nelson, Austin, Texas, never at once thinking it would never get there. I was just thinking what a great story it would make when Willie recorded it for his new album. So my book comes out. Now we're, now we're talking about part of the story that isn't in the book. My book comes out, and I get a tweet. In Canada, do you guys have Twitter? Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know. And we have Jews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, so I got a tweet from a young man in Rio de Janeiro, and he remembered being on a movie set when he was two years old, and I was shooting a movie in Brazil. And he remembers it because I got knocked down many times in the scene, which was true. The young man now was working in New York and said he read my book and he loved it. And he said, did you ever really hear anything about the song from Willie Nelson? Do you still have a copy of it? And I said, well, actually, I made a sound file of it a couple of years ago for kind of an auction. You know, just as a fun thing uh, for a fundraiser, and I didn't want to use any music I would have to pay for, like someone else's real music. So I recorded my song for Willie Nelson as the music. And he said, well, send me the song because Willie Nelson is standing next to me right now. (laughs) And I'm doing a documentary on his life, and I will hand him the song for Willie Nelson. And I, I went to my computer, pressed send, and 45 years later, whatever it was, 40 years later, yeah. the song for Willie Nelson got to Willie Nelson all because of my book hmm. and all because of the magic of uh, the creative. Now, what I, what I want to know, though, I, uh, Stephen, what I want to know is what was the first line of the song that you wrote with Beth? Was it, Beth, I hear you calling? But I can't come home right now. What now, what was now, it? I didn't write the song with Beth. This is all my work. Oh, okay. Oh. Beth just listened, but it was something like, Lady, you know that I seen you before it was two years ago when you walked out my door. And you could hear Willie singing that. Sure. Hey, Stephen, it's Howard again. Stephen? Yeah. I hate to interrupt. Yeah. I, I sent uh, Willie Nelson a song as well. You, you mind not. if I sing it to you? You did it was, not. Dreidel, 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 are all the dreidels I've loved before. <laughs> Sorry, Stephen, please continue. <laughs> You've been great doing it. Hey, didn't Bob Dylan, didn't he have a Christmas album? Didn't he sing the dreidel song? I think am so. I, am I, yeah, you sent that to Bob Dylan, Howard, not, oh, so, not I'm to so sorry. Willie. I'm sorry. Oh, what a wonderful Jew. <laughs> um, you guys are weird. Here's the thing I've noticed about your people, if I may just say so. Anti-Semitism. It is not. It's, it's, it's Judge Roy Moore. Oh, Judge Roy Moore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a little nervous right here. Yeah, no, you know, here's, wait one second. See how he did that? And he's starting to relax now. See how he said your people? Stop it. Your people? Stop. Yeah, all right. Stephen and I uh, are, are uh, reject you. Well, right. stop it. Yes. Here's the thing about your people is you, you're great storytellers. And when Larry King was on, he's been on my show a couple times, and, and, I, and he was doing a show in, in uh, Niagara. 
Niagara Falls. And I thought, what's what's a Larry King show? What what does he do? He tells stories. Okay. And his wife sings, Sean. And uh, okay, she's a good singer. But the stories, you think, oh, is that? Re-? But then he started dropping some of the stories on the show, like when he and his buddy were in Miami, and this is back when he was a DJ, and they were driving along in the car on a Sunday afternoon, dopey and not paying attention, and bang, they hit the car in front of them. So they all stop and get out and start to, you know, figure out what they're going to do. And the guy says, look, it's not too bad a damage, but I tell you what, I'm not going to do anything. Don't worry about it as long as you vote for me. Promise your vote for me. They ran into JFK. Wow. No. <laughs> Imagine how good no. that story would have been if he had told it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you guys tell great stories, I'm saying. It's a, and, Stephen, you are known for this stuff. I mean, you should have been the new Prairie Home Companion host. Well, yeah, except I don't have the sexual uh, harassment complaints. Oh, yeah, there's that. I haven't racked those up yet. No. Yeah, no. my wife came to me and asked me, you know, with all this stuff going down, she said, Stephen... Is anything going to come out about you? I said, are you kidding me? No. No. Hey, listen, I have another Jewish friend who just texts me with big caps in quotes with question marks at the end says, your people? Yeah. I guess I just got scolded. Well, you know, I mean, would you say that to uh, any other ethnicity? Yes, I would. Yeah. That's why you walk alone, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you're not in fellowship with myself and Stephen. I want to tell everyone about Stephen's website. If you can learn how to spell his name, you can go there and find out. By the way, great refit on your website. I love it. The last time I was there, it was fine. But boy, does it ever... It's just a great job. StephenTobolowski.com. That's Stephen with a P-H, a F, and a Tobolowski, T-O-B-O-L-O. W-S-K-Y, StephenTobolowski.com. My Adventures with God is a book of really unique and varied stories. And uh, this guy is is without question not only the uh, ninth most frequently seen actor in movies, he is a brilliant storyteller. Um, your wife, just is she sick of hearing you tell these stories? She must be just, oh, come on, stop it. I've heard this 90 times. With some of the stories, when I start launching into some of the long stories, like, uh, like you know, the ESP stories, yeah. uh, you know, which are which are in the Exodus part of the book, you know, kind of weird ESP stories that happen to me and I have no explanation for, you know, she kind of adjourns and goes to the ladies' room. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because she knows it's going to, it's going to be a while. It's well, funny, when I start telling Drew stories, he goes to the ladies' room. <laughs> and I have no idea why, Stephen. <laughs> I just find it very disturbing. Um, Stephen Tobolowski has written and performed his stories on the Tobolowski Files for SlashFilm.com and on iTunes. Uh, PRI, Public Radio International, is now producing uh, broadcasts of his stories to air on stations across the country. And his first book of stories, The Dangerous Animals Club, was uh, published by Simon & Schuster back in uh, 2012. Um, Stephen, let me finish this interview by asking you a question I very rarely ask people. But I'm just going to lay yep. it out, and we don't have we don't don't give us a long answer because we got we got to move on to Andy Kindler, and you know what Andy's like, right? He's just right, he's, right. He's sure. short. He's insecure. Um, do you think there's a God? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Stephen Tobolowski nice on the Drew yes. Marshall Show. Yeah. Well I'll tell you what, if you've ever had bacon, you'll know there's a God, my friend. <laughs> If you've never eaten bacon, that's how you know there's a God. Man, you are right. Today I am a man. Stephen Tobolowski, happy Hanukkah to you, sir. 
Thank you very much, and happy Hanukkah. Celebration of dedication and light all over the world. Beautiful. Well said. Mic drop right there, Stephen Tobolowsky. Be well, sir. We'll speak again soon, I hope. You betcha. Bye-bye.